Okay, everybody, it's episode 34. We are moving. Today we have Sherry Hauser from Pink Noise um, podcast that I have been on a couple times and I love talking to Sherry because we always go deep into topics and she interviews coaches, healers, artists, everybody. So we should be having ourselves a great time tonight. Ryan, hello. Hello. Yeah, it sounds like fun. It's going to be great. I love Sherry. So here we go. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 34. I'm just going to sing every episode. Just four. Uh, with such clarity. Um, that we're really excited. So um, today we have Sherry Hauser of Pink Noise, who I have had the pleasure of talking to several times. And every time we talk, it goes deep. We always go deep. And uh, and we love that. And I think, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Sherry, but I think every time we get done, we're like, I think we need a couple more hours. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we run out of things to talk about. And so, so there you go. So, um, Sherry, will you tell us all, we're going to talk about many things, but, um, give us a background about yourself, but also like how you came to do, um, pink noise and what it's all about and, you know, your passion behind it all. Fantastic. I love it. Thanks for that. You're <laughs> and it's true. Our conversations have felt effortless. Like yeah. so much ease in finding common ground mm -hmm. and exposing what it is that you love to do and why you're showing up as an intuitive coach. Mm -hmm. It's just it's fun. Right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. So you asked about the birthplace of pink noise. Yes. I was sitting in a creative agency office at the time called United Creations, which is now shift up a former mm. employer of mine. And uh, one of the fellas who does uh, web design and is a musician and multi-talented individual, we were rapping about this, this podcast that I was doing where I was really chronicling a journey of my midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. Awesome. You know? And I had decided to call it the unraveling. <gasps> and I had found this amazing sculpture on the internet's that was made by someone in South Africa of this dancer, like un unwinding. And it was a metal sculpture, but it was so fluid and gorgeous. And just the visuals spoke to what it felt like was happening as I was like revealing yeah. this messy process. And in this mini, mini series that I did, I was featuring the folks who showed up to guide me. Mm -hmm. And oh. when this friend, Mark Canning, heard that I was doing a podcast, he said, I know what you should call your podcast. <laughs> and he gave me the name Pink Noise. Wow. Where did, where did, why did he say that? Well, I've had pink hair for over a decade. And okay. it became part of my brand as I opened an art gallery and became a proprietor for the first time. I'm now no longer working for someone else. I was greeting people into my creative space where I sold one of a kind handmade things um, from 200 different artists all over the Northwest. Oh, and, cool. and I could do what I wanted. Like, yeah, there cool. was nobody yeah. to say what was appropriate or not appropriate. 
Yeah. So the logo was pink. It was called Tasty. Mm-hmm. And the logo had a green a-hole. <laughs> and there were pink Dr. Seuss trees that my ex-partner painted all over the place. And it was just really fun. And it felt like if I'm going to be the proprietor of this, you know, creative retail showcase, then be the brand. So the pink hair happened and it's been over a decade. And even though the gallery is long gone, uh, the pink hair stayed. So but- I love that. And I love how um, it must have felt really good to just like conjure up what you want to do. Just be like, you know what I think would be fun? I'd love to have like a gallery. And you know what I want to put in here? Like 200 artists who are doing like their own crafts and things like that. Like really, I mean, that is so much good play. You know what I mean? To just and I love that you were like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go do that. I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I think people can and they don't think they can well kudos and there's there's more to the story there um i just realized i hadn't turned my phone off yet um there's there's more to the story there because um yeah it doesn't just happen does it like Mm -hmm. there were there were two big events that led up to that and i'll i'll share them real quick Mm -hmm. yeah the first is that uh my the person I was married to for 20 years, his mother is an incredible sculptor. And wow. she was always talking about the types of shows that she would go do and and the galleries and how there was such a high percentage often taken. Um, and she oh. wanted an opportunity for her and her artist friends to showcase more of their work. And so I started producing producing pop-ups in 2007, like one day mm-hmm. art fairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would host them and I would get stuff donated and then I would get space and then I would give 75% back to the artist. And these were a lot of fun. And so I did these in 2007 and eight and nine. And then there was a dream that my ex-husband and I always had about opening up some roadside attraction where the Mm -hmm. pond meets the pine down highway one. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. You know, this is where we were going to retire and I was going to call the store Joni Loves Tchotchkes. Oh, <laughs> shut up. I love that. That's a good name. You're good with names. Yeah. Oh my God. I love talk that. Talk about dating myself too. I would definitely be speaking to a certain generation of people that get the reference. Well, you know, I'm with you. So, yeah. so, we, so had, Ryan. we talked about leaving oh, yeah. Seattle one day and opening this roadside attraction and mm-hmm. And I got challenged at Thanksgiving in 2009. Hey, if we're going to keep talking about this dream, but we don't ever act on it, like how? And so he said, how are we going to practice being business partners if we don't try something different? Mm. And that was Thanksgiving. And on December 31st of 2009, I signed a lease for the space. Wow. And I've never been into, I've never been in business for myself. I'd only ever had a job and an employer. So this was like just a a leap. Mm -hmm. It's a scary transition, but it sounds like worthwhile. Yeah. Well, and I'm totally giving you kudos when I say like, wow, that's amazing. I mean, I love that you just do it right like I, I'm totally giving you kudos right like I do think for other people they don't do it it would be really hard but like you want to like you have an idea that you're like I want to give artists an opportunity to 
you know, show their stuff and get more of a percentage, I'm doing pop-ups, right? Like that's all you all day. Hey, we want to do this. Like you actually go forward and find a space. Like I'm really applauding you for doing that. And you're setting a great example of one, the playfulness and, and vision of, of what you'd like to do. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it sounds simple, but a lot of people don't do it, right? Maybe, um, but the fact that you do step forward and then go do it, like that, it, it that maybe, in some ways, because you're showing that it's possible, like maybe it's not that hard, right? Like, or at least to try, is open to everyone. Trying is open to everyone, right? I love how my hands are like floating in this weird background thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when we post, we're gonna post these finally to like YouTube. I'm just going to make the most of this. Yeah. <laughs> People will finally be able to see the, the wackiness. Wow, what is she yeah. doing there? <laughs> I love it. Uh -huh. I've been sad that I can't get virtual backgrounds don't work on my version of Zoom or my old computer. And whenever I'm in spaces with people who are using virtual backgrounds, I'm always yeah. a little jelly. But I, I would bet you money that if you'll start making backgrounds for yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah, just make It'll actual be one of your creations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I've made this wall back here that is, I mean, that will be more Sherry art. I just have a feeling, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, like you just have a, a great history and I think it's just good to tout that example of someone who has a vision, a vision and then plays and goes and, and does it. And I feel like the same thing with your podcast, you know, the first one and, and, and well, the one that you're doing that is now called pink noise. Um, I mean, you, you're, you're doing what you want to do. Yeah. Thanks. The name, the name got planted and was in the background mm -hmm. because I didn't use it then. Mm -hmm. But when, when Cindy Ann and Jeff Ramsey, uh, shut down cafe racer as a physical space on Roosevelt, right. a beloved Seattle iconic event space, art gallery bar, Right. Um, they decided to bring a gift to the community of a different type and launched a radio station. Right. And oh, yeah. because Jeff and Cindy were host to my Love Church project, which is another example of me getting some download <laughs> and <laughs> just jumping in with two feet um, and all my limbs and body and heart and soul intact, um, produced this live event on first and third Sundays inside Cafe Racer's space through all of 2019. Wow. And so they got to experience me kind of bringing a show, a live show to their stage that included guest speakers and an MC and authentic relating activities and conscious connection, three breath hug. We danced it out to, wow. to a song at the end. And then we had a family dinner upstairs in the gallery. Oh my God. Like, and that's so, amazing. Yeah. Sounds pretty cool. How did I miss this? I used to go to Cafe Racer. Yeah. Now I feel like I've completely missed out. I'm like, can you go do it again? Because I really <laughs> want to go to that. <laughs> I could see you doing that, though. I could totally see you doing that. Well, and I mean, just for people who maybe don't live in Seattle, you're right. Cafe Racer was like a legendary um, space, right? And cafe and all that, which had a horrific incident, right? Like I wasn't actually living here when that happened. I was in Minneapolis at the time, but I remember um, hearing the news too about, yeah. about the like, you know, terrible shooting that took place there. Um, and, 
and the grief around it because it was so beloved. I mean, grief for the owners and closing it down and um, just how that one event demolished a lot other than a life, right? Not only a life, but yeah. Yeah. And so again, you brought like a seed of a flower to like plant in a space that needed some healing and look at that. Like when you describe what it was or what all happened during the radio event, I'm like, that's a full celebration. Like every time (laughs) looks like with dinner at the end, I'm like, what a nurturing, beautiful art piece you brought to that. Oh, just loving you all over again. I don't know. I just can't get it. I'm (laughs) sharing. I mean, you're an artist into yourself. That's, that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm getting at too. Like you brought a curated event that I think was done in a very thoughtful way. Like the ingredients of that event had just what you mentioned, like conscious communing, you know, a gathering at the end, a dance, right? Like I'm sure, or I would love to hear, like, was all of that specifically chosen? And what did you love about each one of those things when you did those shows? Like, what were all the thoughts behind it? Hmm. I'm so appreciating that question. <laughs> really. Um, thank you. Like, You're welcome. An opportunity to kind of say what mattered to me around those ingredients. Right. And why it was the combination of those specific ingredients that kind of made this experience. And um, I'd been practicing um, this conscious connection set of communication tools known as authentic relating through a company called Art International. Mm -hmm. And there's something about setting the mask down of who you think you're supposed to be and being seen for more of who you actually are that really spoke to me. And it's one of the core tenets of this work. And this idea of Love Church was birthed in a float tank. I may have been a little bit high on cannabis at the time. (laughs) Just saying. That's all right. (laughs) You know, direct access to stores. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so I'm in this float tank and this idea shows up. This, the, this idea for Love Church shows up. The name, it's it's almost fully baked. I'm like, there's guest talks. There's inspirational guest talks of people who have somehow trudged through some kind of muck. And they come out the other side brighter and shinier because they access some tools and they got out of their own way. And now they're living into their human potential. So what did that take? What did that right. take? And and let's talk about it because I find that when I hear those kinds of stories, I realize what's possible for me. Right. And I wanted to amplify those voices. So there was a there was a real talk segment. And that's when I got to go out into the community and find individuals who figured something out, some kind of life hack. Yeah. What's your, what's your life hack? Let's do a 20 minute talk on it. So I called that's them cool. real talks. And I knew that would be a key ingredient. And then I have this amazing creature, uh, one of my friends, Pam Mann. She, in her past lifetime, was a stand-up comedian. Steward and everything. Now she's a nurse. And Mm -hmm. she does uh, integration therapy with plant medicines. And so she's, she's quite a spectacular individual. But she has this personality like a drag queen that she knows how to hold the stage. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I shared this idea with her. And she said, I think you need an MC. Oh, <gasps> yes. I love that. I love that. Every show. Oh, cool. In some fabulous outfit. And sometimes, well, <laughs> the first time she did it, then it became more of a regular thing. But she brought a book called the Juice Bible. <laughs> and she would open up the Juice Bible. And where, with her impeccable timing that, that comes from being a stand-up comic, she would read a passage from the Juicing Bible. Like she was, you know, can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> and she did some call and response with this on stage. And it just, it really landed. It was so great. Oh, my God. So having her open the show was like this. You know, she warmed up the crowd for me. <laughs> That's what she did. And another girlfriend um, kind of like greeted everybody. Right. Kind of gave gave that warm aesthetic. And there were these curtains drawn. And so, you know, we encouraged people to go to the bar and get a Bloody Mary or a mimosa or a soda. Like, you know, it's yeah. love church, hashtag not a church. <laughs> um, so the opening and then I came on and did a, a freeform talk. What was alive for me? What, what have I got juice about today? Kind of like a little self-love yeah. sermon. Like what's, what's going on right now? What are we, totally. what are we all grappling with? Yeah. Um, and then uh, I did a round of introductions using a sentence stem. Like, mm -hmm. let's try it right now, shall we? Sure. Okay. All right. All right, go. Okay, Ryan, right. how would you finish this sentence? If you really knew me, you'd know. That I collect lots of weird toys from the 70s. <laughs> Does it have to? Are we supposed to? Is should it, I continue the sentence? Yeah, I guess we should know the rules better. Yeah. Here. There's, yeah, there's no rules. Oh, it's even just, better. If you, if you really knew me, you'd know. Carrie? And I'm talking about myself, right? Yes. Oh, God. If you really knew me, you would know that I seem bold on the outside, but I am a watcher and timid on the inside. See, that's a lot deeper than my answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been, I've been delving into this stuff all week. And so it's, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That what you see, uh, happen on the outside, especially on stage is, a lot more church to me than bravado and there's a very quiet person who needs alone time on the inside afterward <laughs> <laughs> to rejuvenate i'm yeah. hearing you describe the personality of an introvert and there are many many powerful yeah. introverts yeah yeah, it's funny. Uh, I feel like an, I, do they call it an ambivert? Like a, I can, there, can be I, there are times, yeah. yeah, there are times when I need to connect and then I need to be alone a lot. <laughs> I think that just sounds like a healthy, normal, balanced life. Could be, yeah. could be, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, like I could only imagine the things that people said when you asked that around a room. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool idea just to, for starting things. Maybe we should steal that for the show. Yeah. 
Right. And, well, and give there's, <laughs> there's so many places to go. Like um, just today in a circle that I was in, uh, I, I asked something I need to hear right now is, and, and what prompted Ooh. that was we had just talked about how each of us were showing up in our life and what we were stepping into with some courage. Well, it's such a great invitation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and what surprises me most is that if everyone speaks for themselves, this is what I would like to hear right now. Yes. It's amazing how the affirmation that you are seeking can be the exact medicine for someone else. Well, and mm-hmm. that is so good to hear, like ultimately getting to realize you're not alone because especially if you're being asked to say, what do I need? Needs are so personal, personal. And they are also, I feel like vulnerable and often something you just haven't gotten. And it could go way deeper than the day, right? But if it means somebody else felt the same way, that's such great connective tissue and healing tissue to know when you're not alone. Like, I just feel like Sometimes when you're with your needs, you're really isolated and you can maybe stay isolated in it, right? Especially if it's a wound. Um, But if you offer it out there and then someone else goes, oh my God, me too. There's something really helpful about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I love that because I I do wish for connection. Um, Like I often say lately that I am the kid really on the inside on the playground going, you want to play with me? You know, like really vulnerably, truthfully, dorkily, if that's a word, you know what I mean? Um, Although I don't want to insult that. Like that is, I think everybody really wants that, but it's Mm -hmm. scary to do that because um, it hurts. It hurts if somebody bites back, right? That hurts, frankly. Oh, I've got all kinds of elementary school wounds from, oh, so many. Yeah. Like. As adults, even, right? But like they're playing out as adults too. It almost hurts worse. You got it then and adults are dishing it out as well. Mm -hmm. I'll still be going off to bed, about to fall asleep. I'll have that memory from my childhood (gasps) with the trauma of like, oh, I tried to do something with it. And, you know, it's so it's still there. Yeah. Still haunts us. Yes. And that's that's where the inner child work really shows up. And any shadow work, if you're familiar with either of those Yes. I am currently in the process of doing a lot of inner child and shadow work. Like, and it's so interesting and feels good to uh, do some of the practices um, because I think we get caught up on like, I got to fix it. I got to, how do I fix it? Or what do I do here? Or, or obviously something's wrong or broken and I need to change. And, And the solution I'm finding really doesn't come in the form that I think, right? It isn't about fixing something. It's like about meeting yourself where you are and knowing that, you know, however you were or whatever you didn't do might've been meant for that moment purposefully. So there's really nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. Like that always blows my mind. You know, it's like maybe there, nothing was wrong and you just needed to experience that for a reason that is purposefully playing out now. See, Sherry, we're always going deep. Look, we're already in the deep waters. (laughs) But isn't this just like the, this is the delicious shit I love. I mean, I feel like if you're, I mean, I love to laugh and I love to be dumb. But at the same time, 
this is a good time to me. <laughs> this is why yeah. I find a good time. Well, you used the term when you said dorkly, like, oh, wait, so will you play with me? Please. I mean, uh, I heard you say dorkily, and like, I loved you more because <laughs> I, I mean, I'm either a dork or a spaz. Like, that's right. how I see myself often is is a bit of a dork and a bit of a spaz. And um, I, I'm learning how to embrace that part of me mm-hmm. rather than, um, rather than what, what do I want to say here? Like um, self-shame, you know, okay. um, yeah. there's times where I'm in a, a circle of peers and um, I, I have a projection about someone else who's coming off really poised or elegant, or they got their shit together. Yeah. And I can feel like an elephant on stilettos. You know, right. I just, yeah. I just yes. can. I can just, I, that's how I see myself sometimes. I feel that way a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. I used to make myself like sort of wrong for it. Like my self-talk. Right. And, and that's softening. It's a journey, but it's softening. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I think that I'd um, rather be the dork. Oh yeah, honestly, right? Oh yeah, it's more fun. I think I mean, way. Yeah, fewer rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, don't you think the sort of being the, the dork or whatever, being authentic, right? Like, or being silly or being playful. Like, mm-hmm. why not remain playful and have fun, right? It's choose curiosity over judgment every time. Yeah. Well, you know what I think is interesting is I think, uh, and maybe you and I have said this too, like. Just hearing about that creation that you made and also other other places that you held space for art and play, right? Like creating space for it to be there or you leading it. Um, I, like, I feel like I can relate like when I, like when I put together goodness, the band goodness, like really behind the the reason, like for the name, literally, and my idea in there for me was I want to create a band and then a a band that creates music that speaks to other people. Right. But also like when we play shows, I'm going to make sure that the people who don't feel like they fit in know that this is for them. Like, and would often on stage be like, look, if you're here to be cool, get the fuck out. Like, (laughs) I don't care. And I'll be the first one to say it. And if you don't like me, like literally saying it because I believe that, but also for the people in the room. So someone is saying it for, you know what I mean? Like to create space. So I'm like, look, I got you all. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can go down the street, stuffy, boring band mm-hmm. is playing. You Check know. it out, yeah, dude. They're over yeah. there. <laughs> or whomever, like waste of time. Like, I mean, God bless everybody. Like I like people, but if someone's gonna, I don't like, I've never liked that. I've ever in my life, even as a kid, I like standing up for the underdog uh, against someone who's, you know, whatever. Cool. Well, what yeah. I'm hearing you do there is you're, you're just, yeah, you said making space, but you're, you're also bringing attention to your values. And so, yeah. you know, anyone that can stand up and say, here's what I believe. I believe this and I believe that. And, and if you're with me, then let's hang out. And if you're not, that's cool but maybe we don't need to, you know, hang out so much mm-hmm. if we don't believe the same thing. So you're just attracting more people who can dig you more when you're willing to stand up and say something like, Hey, if you're just here to pose, fuck off. 
I'm right. here to have some fun and to share my heart, my magic, my music. Right. And not for a pat on the back. Right. Like, I don't need to look like a cool martyr either. Right. I don't, I, I'm not looking for a badge. <laughs> I'm just one of you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm really just one of you. And I desperately want communion. Um, and it's not always easy in scenes. I mean, it could happen in any scene, an art scene, a music scene and a theater scene or, you know, anywhere where cool factors into it sometimes, you know, or whatever cool means or popular or interesting or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I feel like that's a dangerous mode to get in because you're going to miss something. You're going to miss people. Or frankly, I just think nice people are important, <laughs> you know, yeah. just as important as what is impressive or genius or um, la 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 or supposed genius, mm -hmm. um, period. Yeah. Normal, nice people are just as important or more so in your life than right. maybe that person who's like, oh, well, they're rich and talented and cool. It's like, well, okay, but you know. There's all a lot yeah, more of like, these fun, cool, fun people that are out here that I relate to. Right. Like valuable. Mm -hmm. Valuable. Worth. You know if what I mean? If I could go back to high school, like the people that I would want to develop a relationship with. Mm hmm. So different. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I had this moment. Um, I had a pivotal moment in junior high, my seventh grade year, which changed my paradigm or I chose to change it. Right. Like I had a kerfuffle with the popular people due, due to my own mis I did it to myself, right. Whatever just was overly honest in a situation and that got out. Uh, and just watching the sociological, like Lord of the flies, like, you know, reaction and what happened all that year really stopped me in my tracks. And, and at that moment I just was, you're just witness to a lot of bullshit and recognizing it and then deciding like, well, this is all just a pile of bullshit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pivoting and going over here. This can't be it. Right. You're all, your behaviors are ridiculous. Like, and it just like a light went on from that experience that was just sort of like, Oh wow. You're all kind of a pile of shit right here. Mm. I'm going to turn, maybe I'm heading for the punk rockers right now. <laughs> or the kids out smoking cigarettes in the parking lot. I don't know. I'm on a journey now. It's not you guys anymore. <laughs> exactly. And so lots of people have that though too, right? Like just then hopefully they, you know, side with themselves. But anyways, I feel like, I feel like that's a part of your art. That's part of your artistry, right? Communing and yeah, conscious awakening and, and all this stuff. I mean, that, you very clearly have said like, Hey, that's my mission, you know, in in whatever venue or way you do it. I, when you were talking, I was like, Oh my God, Sherry, like when we can all gather, we have got to do a theater show where it's like live when you've already done it. I'm like, can we do it again? And can you please invite me? <laughs> yes. Or, the answer is all of that. Yes. And you, I just, you, would, you would ask me about the ingredients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. So, and so just to like, kind of wrap yeah. that up um the please bring more the the three breath hug i just i want to i want to yeah. i want to make sure i mention it because just this past weekend th this has been a practice that's been deeply important to me for for quite some time and it it just keeps 
getting bigger and bigger in terms of the power. And uh, at this party on Saturday night, um, just experiencing the true impact on like an unsuspecting other who was open for a hug. And then I ask, you know, well, first of all, I overheard a conversation and someone else for the first time socially was bringing up the power of being in physical connection with another for 20 Mm -hmm. seconds, Mm -hmm. that it takes 20 seconds in order for the body and the nervous system to relax long enough. And it releases like dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin and so you feel great it's an absolute natural high but how often do you stay in that hug that embrace for your chest to lift to relax Mm -hmm. to breathe in together and exhale together like three whole breaths man and i'll tell you so <laughs> often if someone can hang out with me for three breaths they won't let go till at least five mm-hmm. right there's right. people that that you know bug out after two but <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it's it's amazing and so i invited everyone that showed up to love church on every sunday you know that now is the time where i'm going to give you an opportunity to get naturally high are you ready Right. Right. And then I would invite them to stand up and to find another person and to create the the context of what would feel good, safe for them. You know, Mm -hmm. that's a really good Um, point you bring up, too. Like it was a safe space. Right. Because I think sometimes people are afraid because some people aren't safe. Right. Like um, some people don't aren't comfortable hugging. Right. So it's nice that you create a space that's like an option to do that. Right. And it's safe. Right. Um, because you can't let go really, if you don't really feel safe. And I think if somebody's following their intuition there, you know, there's some people that just aren't safe, but it's nice that you create it again. Another part of it is creating a safe space. Yeah. That's probably the most important because like you want to, yeah. you want to be able to have that moment of intimacy, but both people need to want that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can really, really let go when you actually feel safe, mm-hmm. you know, like that deep, deep let go. Um, I love, have you ever heard of Amma, the hugging saint? Hmm. Right? Like I had never heard of her and I don't know, it was was a bunch of years ago. Um, Someone had told me about her. I'm like, what are you talking about? And actually it was a friend of mine who'd actually gone to one of her gatherings years ago. Is this the Indian woman that goes and people line up to have hugs with her? Oh, I've heard of her. Okay. Right. So people don't know. Yeah. Amma. The Hugging Saint literally goes around the world. Um, it's free, I believe. And hundreds of people come. And basically, my friend had said, you. Um, she sits in the room. She's a, just a motherly, like in a white sari. Like, um, and she sits and people come through. And what she had said was, you're in line. And when you get to her, she one hugs you like a mother, like just li- not like a mother effort or whatever, but like a mother, like to her chest, like rocks you. And then I think she says something to you and it, like grown men weep. I went and looked it up on YouTube and, you know, watched and it's like, it's what it's so primal. It's so deep, just a mothering, like a good mothering, nurturing mothering. Um, and my friend who had gone to see one of these events, she's like tw- 12 feet or 20 feet before you get to her, you have to um, go on your knees because she's actually sitting. You can't stand above her and hug her. But she's like 
20 feet from her, she was like, you can't even imagine the energy like coming off of all of these people coming to get healing and receive this motherly like embrace. She's like, it was unreal. And I was like, yeah, cause we don't, well, for all the reasons and we don't, we're all kind of wounded. We don't all, mostly allow people in like that. But when you go and you've got all these people who are allowing themselves to be open enough to receive, I mean, that's such a huge thing. Like in the work I'm doing right now, the allowing of receiving is the thing, like huge. Um, because you can talk the talk and all the sort of things, but I'm like, if you internally really aren't going to allow or receive care or love or affection, you know, like, or hug or any of that, like that's, it's a big deal. It's like a big deal for your whole person. So yeah, she was saying it was unlike anything she'd ever experienced. And again, like she just gives you this, like what you would imagine is the motherly, like embrace and rocks you like a child, like grown men weep, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so I love that. And I feel like, again, the space you created allows for that, that kind of nurturing, that kind of care. Like I've always thought with, with my, the coaching I'm doing, one of the things I will eventually do is when we can be in person is to have a, a space um, where part of the coaching will, would entail touch, right, in some way. And what I mean for me is like the hug or holding someone's hand or just having your hands to bear, you know, and bearing to witness lovingly, right? Like you have to really create, I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to sit with someone and intuitively um, feel what they might need. If it's just hands on their hands while they sit, you know, or an arm on their back and one on the shoulder, right? Like whatever embrace that is, eventually that's something I really want to incorporate. Um, because like you're saying, like the, the hug, I think those things are, extraordinarily powerful yeah, in a good way. It seems like after this break, we've had of less physical contact with the other folks. We're going to need it more. Like, yeah. Very soon. Oh my God. I mean, Sherry, did you think that when you were at the um, gathering you were at, when people were talking about physical, was that part of the conversation because we've all been so isolated? Yeah. It's a, hu it's a huge part. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and there's that thing of like, can I really allow myself to enjoy this without being afraid? Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, there's, there's a new layer of, there's like a, a little trauma, you know, from mm -hmm. don't touch anyone, right? Like, Oh, don't touch me. Like, you know, all of this fear and separateness. Mm -hmm. And so as we become vaccinated, this particular event I was at, I will say the criteria for attending was we paid a fee and a home test was given to us in our car that we okay. took in the car for 15 minutes before we could walk in the front door with our okay. negative results. Mm -hmm. So that's the context for this party where the hugging happened. Right. Yeah. Um, just to, just to, you know, add that piece in that it, it we are in different times. Yeah. And um, so that has to be, 
You know, right. we just we just have to find new ways. But these, but the gift of touch and the gift of presence. Um, I'm not sure how much Carrie you know about the ingredients of the authentic relating training that I do with yeah. Art International. I want to know. Well, there's five practices around authentic relating that get kind of workshopped in experiential exercises. So when we're live in person together, we're in dyads or triads or sitting in a group and we are like, these are embodiment exercises Mm. where we're asked to like share a story. And then the other person is reflecting in a certain way and we're, we're getting real time awareness of how we're showing up to other people. So that we can then ask ourselves, is that how I want to show up? Oh. Right? Like, yeah. is how you're perceiving me real? Is it who I am? Mm-hmm. And this is part of the, the unraveling. So after you spend 20 hours in this workshop, two 10-hour days, the final activity of this mm-hmm. program is what we call nourishing pods, nourishment pods. Mm-hmm. And so you get in a group of three or four and everyone is given the time to check in with themselves and then say, this is what I would like for the next 10 minutes. Oh, wow. I would like eye contact. I would like touch. I would like soft, gentle strokes on my back. I would like someone to tell me a story. Uh, I like being read to, or maybe I've had someone say, I really enjoy orating. Can I recite you a poem? Oh, it wow. feels really good to me to do that. Like I've had people ask if we could get up and dance to their favorite song on their playlist, like in this corner over here, could we just go, to, you know, so the nourishment pod is about what would feel good for you right now. But yeah. after doing, I don't know, almost 300 hours of these courses over the last three years, I can tell you that 90% of the requests are touch. Yeah. Even though all these other things can happen, it is the most common ask. Mm. And we're talking about like 5,000 grads over, I don't know, 60 different cities around the world that this work has been to. And, um, and the stats are pretty similar. Oh my God. I can just, like, I'm just imagining being there. I love that. This has got to be amazing for a lot of people. And for some people, make them really uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Like, yeah, depending also, on the layers. <laughs> you've also chosen to be there. And so, you know. Right, I mean, right, right. I mean, you're, you're the type of person that is <laughs> looking to learn more about yourself. Right. And... We know that there's discomfort on the edge of growth. Yeah. So maybe there'll be moments that are uncomfortable as you're right. stretching. Um, but what's going to be really interesting is that I've just said yes to do this work in the prisons. Oh. And so oh, I'm wow. flying to Colorado. Wow. In two weeks to do an authentic relating training around conflict, um, uh, conflict resolution. Huh. And some uh, relationship Aikido, like how to receive a charge and how to not escalate. Wow. And so this, and then on December 6th and 7th, I'll be in the Denver women's prison doing this 
Art of Being Human course with Lori Lazar of The Realness Project. Mm-hmm. It's a nonprofit associated with Art International. And so teaching this work to inmates, when you think that the population of the incarcerated, they don't get touch. Right. They don't, they don't even get eye contact. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Like and 80% of them work, are going to yeah. be out on the street. Yeah. What's that, Ryan? I was saying that sounds like amazingly helpful work then to go in and, and work with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, you're doing, I mean, you're doing a lot of stuff. I, I can't remember if I heard you talk about that, but I was like, well, that's going to be really powerful. Um, are you nervous? Oh, I'm terrified. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. how could I not be terrified? I've never been in a jail in my life. Right. Ever. Like, Mm-hmm. I think I've only had one person I've ever known say to me, I've, I've been in jail. Like I was a criminal and I was mm-hmm. charged and I did time. Right. Like I've known, I know one person. Right. <laughs> I mean, it tells you a little bit about my privilege and my circles. And so I think I'm going to get my mind blown. Right. Right. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to learn humility. I think I'm going to have a total embodied experience of gratitude for, yeah. for the freedom that I have and the choices that I get to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah. I, well, and I, I bet I know. you're going to teach me. I mean, that's what right. that oh, for sure, you're going to yeah. teach me. Well, it's gotta be one of those things where you go in, you're like, look, you're not going in to dictate like, all right. Like, I, you know, I'm just going to come in with my thing and tell you all about it. And then da, 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 whatever, like what you just said, like, it's got to be a partnership dance too. Like they, they will, you know, you can learn from them. And also it's like dancing together, right? Like you have to observe to say like, what do you need? Right. In order to like them provide. And in that you're right. I can't even imagine all the learning. Like, we're just going to model the the practices. That's yeah. all that's going to happen is the, the woman that's been running this program, Lori, um, she, she just models the, this this type of interaction that we're going to have and then each of them have it with each other and then we talk about how that experience was and so we just facilitate this dialogue of what's going on for them when they're having this experience and this exercise and it's through that that we observe and reflect back what it is we're seeing and so i just i just have to show up Mm -hmm. for this practice that i know and love and um you know, I, I think what I'm terrified about is how I will handle, like, what is their truth? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the stories of, yeah, I imagine what they've seen and been through in their life, their trauma and pain that's right. going to show up through yeah. this work. And how will I hold that? Right. Right. It seems like you're bringing this sense of humanity to a very dehumanizing situation. So, like, getting them out of that and them to be more open probably can only just help people right right or just meeting them meeting them in their their story right yeah like because i think respecting the story is validating as well like i see you nothing has to change here like your story is your story i want to see it i want to witness it i want to honor it good bad or ugly you know what i mean See, I think you, it, you can show up. You can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I, I would really uh, well I know I can't wait we're gonna post all these links I would love to post links to like all of this training and the nonprofit and um, because it's such a great thing we're talking about just all the like conscious healing and conscious like presence and touch and all of that because like you'd said earlier as we you know crossing and knocking on things like are able to be together more I feel like people are gonna need this I don't even think they're going to know how, right? It's just been so funky and, and for many reasons, right? Like there's been so many things that tear us apart. Um, not even just the pandemic, right? So just some road back to some healing and connecting again and bridges maybe fixed. Maybe they're just burned permanently, but you know, that can be a part of growth as well. Um, what are your, um, God, I can just see you writing something out of all of that as well, just to share back, but um, what are your next things also with the um, podcast and the radio that yeah. you're, what's next on there? Because you meet with a lot of different people. What are, what's your vision next for that? Well, I'm so fortunate like that I get to meet these incredible humans who are mindset shifters, right? They're just, yeah, they, they, everyone really has, has excavated their own gold. Mm -hmm. and is saying here i mean it, it's based on the the philosophy that if your meaning of life is to find your gift then your purpose is just to give it away right and yeah. i mean all these people who are giving it away and so when i shared the story about love church it was to tie the relationship that i built uh with cindy and jeff uh, who who were running the the cafe, and uh, and started a radio station, and they they have other partners now that they're running the Capitol Hill location with now that they're live and back open, mm -hmm. uh, and so they invited me to participate in the radio with programming on Sunday for Cindy's free to be free to be Sunday show. Nice. And Pink Noise became one of the the sort of anchor episode of that series of that program mm -hmm. right. and and that's what launched it on september 20th of 2020 and since then year one had 44 episodes um and those were hour-long deep dives with individual practitioners and all of those can be found you know on spotify apple podcast under pink noise nice amplify your gold right right <laughs> right exactly you got some catching up to do people yeah that's right get your journal out get your Ooh. journal out get to, get your hanky out I'm just going to be weeping involved. <laughs> Season two is a more intimate collection of conversations. They're 20 minute deep dives or in Carrie's case, there's two. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just can't shut up. All right. <laughs> yeah. And it's with a select group from year one. The, the criteria for the selection had everything to do with whether or not they are showing up with one-on-one -on -one services to offer virtually. Mm-hmm. I wanted this collection of practitioners to be able for me to be able to market them online and have geography not be the criteria for whether or not they were a good fit. Oh, okay, so who's yeah. doing virtual practice, virtual healing? What's the modality? You know, if, if this is what you love and you want more of, you know, then, then let's, let's, let's show up and talk about impact stories. So season two has a lot to do with impact stories and it's Pink Noise Posse. 
now because it's this collection of folk <laughs> that, that <laughs> came from Pink Noise. And so PinkNoisePosse.com is the place where, you know, the stories are told, where the 15 current members as of today are, but I imagine that growing. Um, and I see versions. I see I see themes for season three and I see themes for seats themes for season four mm -hmm. and when we talk about the realness project and the authentic relating work that's happening and Carrie something you said right after that felt really in alignment with exactly you're the perfect person to show up like with this population and I think all of the other possible wow. members, if, if there could be an hour a month donated or a session a yeah. month donated from each posse member to the inmates to, as integration, mm -hmm. like how to take the, what I've learned about myself in this program. And now how about some integration tips for day-to-day -day living? Yeah. How yeah. do I, how do I access more of that? Yeah. And so I, I would love to see the group become uh, just, right. I mean, it's a healing collective. So, so take that and apply it where it needs to be applied. Right. Yeah, those, those are the paths I want to find in my future. That's mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah it seems like a, the limit. Yeah, a healing collective should just grow. It's, it wants to grow. It needs to, everybody needs yeah. it. And, and I think it wants to partner with other healing collectives who have similar mindset. Mm -hmm. I've learned of one that started here in Seattle by someone named Hannah, who I've yet to meet. It's called Three Moon Collective. Oh. And oh, it cool. looks like they're doing beautiful things. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We'll include that. I'm going to include that as well. Well, and imagine like, again, everyone will, I think people will come together. Right. Can you imagine just like a healing festival? Oh, I can. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll co-produce it with you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I would love that. That's all coming. I know that's all coming. Um, I, I, yeah, that'll be fantastic. And the world's going to need it. The world needs it now, really. Truthfully, right? It's going to so, be a long I don't know. festival. At, right, it will be a long <laughs> festival. Tears, tears and like hankies <laughs> at the door. You know, like, well, Sherry, did you ever think like, I don't, you know, like from the beginning, did you ever think like, wow, look at all the stuff you've done. Was there some point in your life where you're like, look at where you are now. And there's like, you're just starting like to build, like continue to build on your basic like desire for like care and healing and all of that. Like, what's that feel like? Do you ever think like that? Like, oh, oh wow. 15, 20 years ago, did you think, look at you, like, look at all the stuff you're doing. I certainly wouldn't have. No, 15, 20 years ago, <laughs> none of this, uh, none of this was in my, it, it wasn't even like an itch, you know? Right. Like it yeah. just wasn't. I, I had, I don't know what I had. I was going to say I had my blinders on. Um, I didn't know how to explain how I was feeling. Yeah, I, I don't think I really knew myself and it's still, I'm still figuring it out. It's not yeah. like I've reached some destination. Do we ever? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but man, I mean, the learning is exceptional. So 
it took slowing down. I, yeah. I move at a really fast pace. I vibrate at a really high frequency and mm-hmm. I can just, you know, I, I just back stuff up, back stuff up, social engagements, activities, day to day, hour to hour. And, and that was actually my numbing agent. That was my mm. drug. That was my addiction was just more, more people, more social engagement. Right. Mm-hmm. Let, let, yeah. me not, let me not be with myself. Ooh, there you go. So it wasn't until I, I, uh, ended the marriage with my ex-husband and mm-hmm. sat in the discomfort of not knowing what my life was going to be about. And yeah. soon thereafter, I had to quit my job in advertising because it felt so, I, I didn't have a good feeling about who it was serving. Mm-hmm. Like who mm-hmm. benefited from me doing a good job? Yeah. Right? The, the people who owned the companies and corporations that made the product and services that we did great branding messages for. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was really good at my job, then somebody was going to feel really good about paying my creative agency a whole bunch of money right. to give them a bunch of advertising and design stuff. Like I love, I loved my job and I loved the people that I worked with for 20 years. So I don't want to, I don't want to piss on it. Right. Like beautiful people doing creative things. I such a big bleeding heart for, for the creatives. Mm-hmm. That's why I opened a gallery and it's why I started a nonprofit after I opened a gallery so that, so that we could connect all of the volunteers from every neighborhood art walk together and share a hive mind over what we yeah. were doing. Because yeah. everyone wanted to bring more shoppers to their neighborhood for their monthly art walk. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're in Seattle, there's 14 neighborhoods that have a monthly art walk. And nobody right. was talking to each other. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so love I, this. I, I saw myself as a person that was building community. Yeah. Like it wasn't that I completely didn't know who I was. Like, there's there's a ton of threads that I can pull on that go back to childhood mm-hmm. that go back to, you know, defying the comfort zone of my well-intentioned parents who thought my world should be this big as I make a small ball with my hands. Right. The radio. And, <laughs> and yet, you know, my, my capacity was just something different. Good for you. And, and it wasn't right or wrong. It just was different mm-hmm. in their comfort zone. Right. And, and I think that was hard for them to see me risk. Right. I mean, it was even like running for student council president. Oh, well, well, maybe you shouldn't do it because how are you going to feel if you don't get it? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't know how to deal with your disappointment was basically what they were saying. Right. But how are you going to know if you don't try? Right. (laughs) Even better. I had to be right with me at the end of that day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like I had to decide that I was going to give it a shot. Yeah. And that's, that's so hard too, when you're in your tribe, like your family, your tribe to be different, right? I mean, we think, you know, the parents are supposed to be the ones who back you or have the wisdom and, and, you know, they're just people, Mm -hmm. right? Who come from their own upbringing, but to be someone in your family who you are who you are and it's not going to be the same and you still need to flourish. That's a hard spot. And I think a lot of people can break there. You know what I mean? Because we all need love and care and we want that from parents. We want it from family. But if you are just different or you like things differently than everyone in your family or most of them, like that doesn't feel good. That's hard. That's a hard spot. 
Um, I love it when people follow themselves or somehow believe in themselves, though, or just can't help themselves. You know what I mean? Like, thank, thank goodness, you know? Yeah. And look at all the things that you've done. And for such, I mean, beautiful reasons. And, you know, like we've said a million times, like the world needs it. So I'm really glad to have you here. I'm really glad to share all the things you're doing and all, you know, links to all the things we talked about here. Um, I've been, I've been type, taking notes like crazy during this. <laughs> so I love times, it. Yeah. I love it. There's more to come, right? Like this is, uh, this feels like the beginning of, a, of even a lot more that's going on. And I hope people, um, I hope people appreciate it. I hope more people take the chance to, get what they need, you know, healing wise or open up to it. Um, uh, you know, and I hope that you just keep connecting the dots and connecting the people. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's it's self-awareness. I mean, that's, you just, Mm -hmm. you just got to recognize that, that if the story you're telling yourself is that you can't, Mm Mm-hmm. Just what would happen if you told yourself you can? I mean, it's 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 just that decision. However you see things is how they are. Mm-hmm. So what are you choosing yeah. every day? Right. Yeah. What what are you choosing to believe? My partner and I have this expression where we say everything has a way of working out for us. Mm-hmm. And we just keep saying it and it just, just keeps saying it. Yeah. 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 And and oh. it's it's that simple. It's actually that simple and just to put a just to put a finer point on it i ran into an old friend a couple weeks back and she was telling me a story and uh about a physical condition and her response to it was but my body's very gentle on me oh i thought how often do we hear that that Mm -hmm. someone says my body is gentle on me we might have talked about this carrie um on the pink noise episode, because I then had an idea in my next meditation where I was kind of chastising my own brain. Like, don't you forget this. Don't you forget this <laughs> detail that we're having in this meditation. Cause I don't want to have to get up and write it down in my journal. <laughs> so, so like you better remember, like I was threatening my own mind that you better not forget. I do that all the time. It's it's totally normal. You do it all the time, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, so flip this switch. I sat there and I went, ah, I'm going to trust you mind. I'm (laughs) going to trust you to remember what I need to know. You do such a good job helping me remember what is the most important thing. Yeah. It's the kind of energy we need. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Some (laughs) self-kindness. Because we don't have any issues with perfectionism here, right? Mm. Wow. I mean, Ryan, no. what, what would that be like for you next time you're... I'm going to try it for sure. Because I do think yeah. I beat up yeah. on myself. I'm like, how did you forget this? Like, literally, you walked into another room and you forgot everything. Right. <laughs> you know, right. And instead, you could be saying, I walked into this other room and I'm accessing my curiosity and that shiny thing in the corner caught my attention. And then I used my imagination and I wondered if this other thing could happen. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's gifts. Yeah. Unfolding yeah. When you forget the reason why you walked in the room. 
Yeah, it all has a different purpose. That's the thing. Yeah. You just got to be thankful for the things that are happening. Yeah. Right. I love it. All of this is so awesome. Sherry, thank you so much for being here. Mm -hmm. I just love you. I love you. <laughs> thank you for all the pink energy. <laughs> yes, I love it. And hey, folks, go check out the podcast. Go check out all the links. Go get yourself some love. You deserve it. And uh, we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent.